Welcome to the Cincy Postcast. I'm your host, Kevin Wallace. And before we dive into today's episode, I want to give a quick shout out to our sponsor, Cincy Shirts. Look, they've been supporting FCC since day one. And it's no joke. We are big fans of their work here at The Post. Visit CincyShirts.com. Use promo code ThePostCincy, all one word, all caps, ThePostCincy, for an exclusive 10% off your entire order. It doesn't even need to be FCC gear. That's that's the real play here. Don't forget to check out their MLS and MLSPA licensed FCC gear. Whether you're online or you're at one of their two retail locations, located one in Hyde Park, the other in Fort Mitchell, they got you covered. And look, if they don't have your size in stock at the shops, They'll print you one on the spot. And I can confirm that discount code works in person as well. Use the code. Let them know that we sent you their way. They, they help out the show a little bit with a little sponsorship. It's nice. Really appreciate it. And again, a huge, huge thanks to Cincy Shirts for continuing to stick by the postcast and sponsoring this ridiculous show. And we have a fantastic episode lined up for you today. A really great sort of free-flowing conversation talking all about FC Cincinnati, some of the latest news that's come out. Anybody else check out that tone on the new Twitter admin? What's all that about? What's the latest with Matt Miazga? Did you know FCC won a couple of major awards this past week? We try to cover it all in this episode, and that'll be your postcast. Joining me to talk about all of that and more, I'm joined by two gentlemen here, but not the two you think. I am joined by Grayson, as always here. However, Grayson and I are joined by an old, familiar friend. Not a familiar voice, though. We're joined by the one and only Joseph Mamey. Joe, how you doing tonight? I'm doing well. How are you? No, that's not my voice. This is my voice. <laughs> this would have been your time to like, you know, if you needed to rebrand your voice, this is this is the moment. <laughs> I didn't have enough time to sort of go through all the testing phases of a new voice before I got on here. I told Grayson that he needed to get 100 yes votes and I'm doing math of 92 percent out of 117. God damn it. Here I am <laughs> gracing everyone with my presence. Um, if it makes you feel better, I voted no uh, as the post. So I wanted to give you, you know, a fighting chance. You know, people had to really uh, want you here. <laughs> let me let me just take a note down. Okay, feel better? Uh, no, it's nice to know. <laughs> uh, looking at the math, I think it was one of two no votes. So you're, you were good. You're good. <laughs> uh, but no, welcome uh, to the pod. Uh, for longtime listeners, they have heard one Joseph Mamey on the pod, uh, a very infamous episode of the postcast uh, that I referred to as the drunk cast, as it was after an all you can eat, all you can drink extravaganza at the Open Cup last year, Barrio 
Styles uh, coming out party or reemergence party uh, for FCC under Pat Noonan. And we recorded a whole ass episode after that. And it never saw the light of day. Joe, what do you have to say for yourself? <laughs> I I very specifically remember, uh, wasn't there an effort to record during that game as well? Uh, yes, I believe Chief was really trying to like get in the moment interviews with everybody. Yeah, and uh, I will say that, that they did not replicate that experience for the uh, earlier Open Cup games this year. Uh, sadly, <laughs> I very much wanted the discounted all you can eat, all you can drink, uh, but did not want to have to go through another all you can drink podcast. I came home, stumbled into my chair and fired it up like, let's go. We need to discuss this open cup win. <laughs> Wait, was, was it a win? Was that a win? That it was a win. Been. Yeah, it was yeah. A, it was over Pittsburgh Riverhounds. Riverhounds. Oh, yeah. And Russell Cicerone. Yep. Russell Cicerone. So here's something that may have been missed since we had to cut the entire thing. Maybe we gave a sample of it to them. Uh, Russell Cicerone, I was throwing hand hearts up at him and he was, you know, being gracious, you know, kind of waving, being nice. And I did the uh, the give me your jersey motion. And he said, I can't remember the number. He may have said this thing is eighty nine dollars. <laughs> and I said, I'll Venmo you. And he just kind of gave a how do I get out of this look? And he said, DM me. Uh, we weren't yelling at this point. I had come much closer to him. We were just conversing. <laughs> he said, DM me on Instagram. Uh, that is being, that is still left unread. Uh, how long has it been? A year and a half since. So I'm hoping he still has that Riverhounds jersey in, see in Sacramento now? <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> I hope he still has that jersey that I will Venmo him $89 for. <laughs> That that is incredible. Yeah, the uh God, the that drunk cast, it went for an hour, hour and twenty minutes, and I think we re-recorded the next night and I kept like five minutes of highlights from it. Yes. It became like a highlights package in the actual podcast that we released, man. That's when there was the thought to have like quality control on this podcast. It was it nice. Was so it was so weird. I walked away from it thinking, wow, that was good. I can't wait to be on <laughs> such a good podcast. <laughs> uh, well, we're happy to have you here. Um what's funny is a lot of people only know the post from the postcast these days, which probably because Kara's the only one still publishing things on the website. But in ye olden days, uh, Joe, you were a regular on the website and you were still out there breaking news on Twitter. If anybody, for whatever reason, is not following you on Twitter, they're missing out on some of the deepest cuts of breaking news of FCC anywhere. You will you will find the weirdest leads on stories on on different signings even you've been the first on a number of signings but i think that that this leads me to our first story we have to talk about it fcc won a couple of awards this past week save of the year 
goal of the year. Incredible achievements for Lucho and Roman Celentano. But I think the bigger achievement is for you, Joe, as you had this hours before the league did. I am not even going to suggest you tell us your source, but how do you do it, man? What is what is the secret here? In the most honest way I can put it without revealing too much. It Feel is free to effort. lie, to be clear. No, oh, okay. It's okay. effort. It's <laughs> it's effort to the ex- not to the extent that you fully debase yourself to where you're groveling <laughs> at the feet of every, I would say blue check, but now that's who you want to avoid. Right. Uh, of every <laughs> former blue check to divulge uh, little morsels of information just because you're a nice guy and you're nice to them on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> but there are a lot of <clears throat> a lot of people that are willing to kind of have a drink with you in a way if you chat with them in the right manner. And over time, they may sort of want to bump you and say, hey, look who uh, look who won this stuff. And I'll be like, well. No one knows that I know you, so I'm telling everyone this happened. <laughs> and that is how that is how you do it. <laughs> that is incredible. Here we hashtag here we go. <laughs> yes, yeah, so some some journalists will um you know give like favorable coverage to to people that tell them stuff. Uh some journalists will I guess as we've heard recently, trade information uh, yes. to 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 agents and teams and things uh, to to get to get scoops. Um, we've uh, I guess I can I guess I can reveal this. Um, we've agreed to stop writing about soccer entirely. <laughs> um, so no more we so you know we, people don't want us to write good things we offered i said i said well do you want us to because they read our articles they were like you guys got to stop this how can we how can we make you stop this and i was like well we could write like better articles and they read them again and they said no no <laughs> no pass <laughs> they would rather us write nothing uh than than try to write something nice <laughs> i did have one article that i published you did it's yeah, one of my favorite was, ones of all was, time please tell it was one that i was sitting on for a very long time uh it was a discussion you know there's a lot of discourse on people being angry at one franwell frankie amaya with the way that he left, with the things that he did or didn't say. Some people get really defensive, like he did what he had to do. And the article poses the question, what do we owe Frankie? And the, I don't want to go all, I'm not going to, I don't, should I read the whole article? Yeah, little soccer blog book club, let's go. The article just says the word nothing, I believe. <laughs> that was my one journalistic contribution that I typed in. Now, now, I don't have any journalism degree, so I shouldn't even state that it was a journalistic contribution. It was parody of journalism. I mean, what's the difference, right? Like, <laughs> at a certain point, you're getting a message out there. It's being heard. It's being recognized. That's... That's that's the goal here, right? I always think it's it's more respectful to instead of just writing the truth to write satire and irony 
which reveals a deeper, deeper truth. And it shows your audience that you respect them to do the work. Yeah. Why yeah. should I tell you what to think when right. I can help you get to the, the truth about what you think on your exactly. own? Yeah, exactly. Like, you, like some journalists say, I know information and I'm giving you information. We say, no, 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 we are, you have the information. We are revealing yourself to you. Yes. A good teacher will show you three corners of the room. It's up to you to find the fourth corner. I'm into that. I like this. No, feed themselves. Um, Wait. Yeah. There's a fishing metaphor we could bring up here. Sure. Um, (laughs) No, I think, I think it was, I think it was beautiful. Joe, I, I always forget. Are you also the one we should be crediting with the Frankie clock? Uh, not in terms of putting it on the site. That would be our, our buddy, Eric. Yes. But yes, I requested it. There was a while where we were making <laughs> clocks for various things. We were making the uh, time since we had scored a goal because it may be hard to remember those days, but those who lived it are well aware. That was a very long time without a goal and going weekend after weekend in the TQL stadium, just so that we could lose a goalless <laughs> match. It was rough. And slowly transitioned to joking things. And then we got to the one real serious clock that is not a joke. <laughs> that is tracking the time since Frankie's trade where he has not thanked the fans. Now, so my take on it is he does not need to right. thank the fans, but I am keeping that on there just as a note that there's a reason people should be upset. And my feeling is that we, we were banking on him a good bit. (laughs) Uh, I don't want to get too specific about holding people to things because I think there should be some wiggle room, but he did theoretically sign a, what was it? Three year contract. And then said, I changed my mind. And in general, that's not how that works, but MLS do what it do. And it facilitates such a thing. Uh, yes. I really enjoyed making jokes about tampering in that era. That was nice. I think I don't think it's mm-hmm. really about the pain of Frankie. I think it's about the memes you can do around what happened, but you can't do it in a sad way. You right. have to turn the sad into funny. And that is what clown college is about. <laughs> yeah. So you're like Fra- Frankie certainly didn't have any obligation to thank the fans, but Fans certainly are not obligated to feel any particular way about it other than, you know, how they how they choose to feel. Exactly. How, how they express their feelings every time he comes back to TQL Stadium. Yeah. I'm glad I finally heard the origin story of the uh, of the clock on the website. Because when I come yeah, across the a- clock, I... I just assumed that it, it occurred there naturally and there was no... Uh, there was no clockmaker... Uh, maybe a blind <laughs> clockmaker, but the, there is another funny tidbit that I believe is true. The clock is on the main page by accident. Hundred <laughs> percent, it's by accident <laughs> because it used to have its own site before we changed how our page was hosted. Yes, and the way that we had to get it to load without an article or something, it just sits at the bottom of our website, every page, and yes. it's beautiful. It was. And it uh, seems like we are unable to get over it to that extent, but it's really just, 
it just happens to be there and there's no uh motivation for us to change that that's beautiful is there a way to go back through like the article archive to like see what articles were published in the past other than just like knowing about an article and googling to find that specific article so so there's a sort of like before Squarespace and after Squarespace like era demarcation with the website. So before Squarespace, you're going to have to Google. I think there is a sort of like zombie Wix site or, or whatever it was hosted on. Out Weebly? There. Weebly, that's what it was. And you can still find them. However, on the current website, there is a space in the articles where you can just scroll back as far back as you want through the uh, through the archive. I tried to move, what did I move? I moved like the top 50 of all time page views plus the top 15 of the last 30 days at the time of the move, something like that. No, so I don't want to like, see the top 50. Because... No. In my opinion, the best articles are the ones that everybody hated the most. Now, I also made an exception for notable articles. So there's a handful in there that nobody read that I really liked. Yeah, that, I can't find a, I can't, I can't figure out how to get, do I have to like click on one of the articles? I don't. Oh, here please. we go. Article. There's no, okay. there's no articles link on the front page. Surely. You have to click on an article and then the articles thing comes up. Uh, that feels like something I should have fixed. Oh, there was supposed to be a option to read more somewhere, and but I think yeah. I think the only read more option is read more. Oh, you know what it is? This is brilliant. The uh, there is a link. It's orange and it's hidden in the orange header at the oh, top I of the website. Oh, I see it. I see it now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will maybe try to fix that before this publishes. <laughs> but yeah, the only yeah, if you go back, the only it's it's like not eleven <laughs> articles by Kira like in a row. It's great. Um. And then I wrote some dumb shit that made people mad on <laughs> August 16th. And then Man. like 11 more articles by Kira. And then 628, a Taylor Swift song for every FC Cincinnati player. That was really good. I really liked that one. Yeah, I gotta say, like, based on this, the post-print uh, edition, uh, it's a, a women-run business. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> Uh, the last thing I wrote was, I remember this, this was very funny, the power rankings from match day 17, where I think I put as 27th, uh, just just as a commentary on the, the power rankings at the time. That was fun. Um, yeah, but Mamey, just to uh, just to confirm your story. Yes, the clock is on there by mistake. I believe Eric originally put it in the footer of its dedicated page for whatever reason, like the code only worked in the footer of the website and he accidentally put it in the global footer rather than the single page footer. And, uh, he went back to the, uh, to the group chat to explain his mistake. And I told him, you do not ever need to change that. Please keep that like that. So it is just constantly running at the bottom. My only thing I wish is when an article is published, I wish it would be timestamped of what the clock read 
at the time of publication. So you could track like the history of FCC in terms of time since Frankie did not thank the fans. Like, oh, this was this was 300 days after that was that was pretty close to the event. <laughs> oh, sorry to sorry to change topics again, but I just just reminded that on May 11th is the how accommodating our MLS bathrooms article dropped. And if people don't know about that, that's Oh like, yeah. Someone did a lot of work for, for this, which is like <laughs> it's almost like the bigger joke is when you come across something that like the best joke on the website is like when you come across something that is real. Actually real and serious and <laughs> unironically good. <laughs> uh that I will toot your horn, Grayson. The uh, referee CBA, which seems pertinent these days, mm, and yeah. um, if you go way back in the archives, uh, Mike Madnat wrote an extensive, I believe, two-parter at the very least, one part, uh, the first part of what was going to be a multi-part series, uh, deep, deep, deep dive into the transition from usl to mls from the players perspectives a bunch of comments from players at that time about what it was like to play in usl what it was like to play with alan koch the promises that were made to a lot of these guys and how that ended up playing out i believe the title of that was promises made uh promises made records broken something like that or records made promises broken something like that anyway it's in that there. That's a beautiful title, by the way. I mean, I one, think it is. Whatever the version of that that sounds the best, that's the one that it was. So, <laughs> um, yeah, not to toot my own horn, but like, I don't think anybody, I don't think <clears> any <throat> other outlets covering MLS have a copy of the uh, no. referee's CBA. No. No, in fact, it's like such a forbidden document. I feel like they would be in trouble for having it. Which, to be clear, you can't be in trouble for having it. It's not like illegal to be in possession of it. Um, which is very funny. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, man, the post. This is why I'm so happy to have Joe on. You have been at the forefront of of breaking a lot of news. I know at some point in this podcast, I I said we'd talk about some of the awards. We'll get to that. Um, but you've also been quick on breaking uh, player transfers. I'll say for the post here. And I just, I, I know a lot of people like reading the articles about how like Tommy Scoops and, uh, uh, you know, Adam Schefter and all these guys do it. Do you, do you mind giving us some insight into what it takes to break a player signing? Uh, there's, there's some that I won't go into, obviously. It's Fair. it. First off, I don't get paid for any of this. It's really my own joy, self worth, however deep you want to get into it, uh, to be able to get a hold of these things, be allowed in whatever capacity to share them. Yeah. Um. And sometimes all it takes is sending a message to a player that a. <laughs> general manager's son had hinted might be coming <laughs> and asking that player you coming and within the next two hours you've got their flight information on when they're landing and uh, details about the next steps in their process with just immediate responses 
to messages. Sometimes it works out that way. Things have changed a lot since then in terms of, let's say, Instagram messaging abilities. Mm -hmm. There's Mm -hmm. a lot more restrictions there. Uh, There are other areas that have made it harder for me to sort of pick out who the people are. But I'll say that nowadays we don't really need that as much. That is, you know, that paperwork moves through the league office and we've got Cincinnati uh, people who cover it, who are instantly like, I saw the paperwork. Here's the information I have, or I know a person who sees the paperwork mm-hmm. or we've now got, you know, like Bogart, he's deeply connected in many, many ways. I don't want to get in. I don't want to try to act as though I know the specifics of how, but I don't have the ability to do those things. Um, you know, I can't get the Kyle Scott information before anyone else ever again. So I'm sorry. <laughs> That's gone. I I've grown out of that era. Oh. <clears throat> I but I I one of my favorite things was in my Joseph Mamey era, which is still now. You know, I'm still kind of a shithead on Twitter, I guess. <laughs> Some would say. Uh was when I had Microsoft Flight Simulator <laughs> and nothing to do. And <laughs> I flew from Buenos Aires all the way to CVG pretending that I had Barial in the plane with me. <laughs> that stream is still on Twitter. If you want to find it, I will go find and retweet it. But that, that is one of the fondest memories I have looking back at that. I think it was on Periscope as well, because that's how Twitter used to broadcast things that might actually be gone now because Periscope oh. erases or is like dead, dead. Mm. I, I remember we'll that out. stream and I remember tooting in for a little bit and then coming back like two hours later and you were still at it and just dying laughing that like, no, this is the whole ass, whatever it was, six hour, seven hour flight. It's just, just you flying Barial, man. That was so good. <laughs> I did during that flight learn that there is a way to just straight up speed it up. <laughs> but you know if you've got something tilted the wrong way when you hit that button you're Oof. done Oof. so i had to make sure that it was level enough slowly raise the speed bring it back down once i saw a body of land go back to just <laughs> over the air or over the water man good good stuff uh, I, uh, I, I it's it's still up i just retweeted it yeah oh, beautiful let's go well there we go it's still alive so <clears throat> well since you are quick on the draw on a lot of these, uh, Joe, you were the first one to break the news. FC Cincinnati wins goal of the year and wins save of the year, much to the chagrin of every Philadelphia fan in my replies on Twitter. They seemed convinced that Martinez hitting the ball from really far away was a better goal. And I just got to say to those fine folks that, uh, there's a long distance shot every single week in MLS. There is a cool shot with a lucky bounce off the crossbar or off the inside of the post every single week. Uh, there's a Lucho over midfield run with a nutmeg past the entire defense ending in a goal type goal once a decade at the highest levels of the sport. It's a pretty, it's a pretty magical moment. And Yeah, I I think it's the most deserving goal of the year, and it is unbelievable to me 
Now, there are so many MLS fans shitting on the goal, including our own fans somehow going on to Reddit, of all places, and shitting on the goals, saying it wasn't a very good goal and that these other goals deserve to win. Uh, Grayson, you wrote about going against the family, speaking of old articles. I, what, do we, do we need... I don't know what we need to offer these people to, to try to like an olive branch or something. How do we get them back? There is some there's some crazy thing that people do where they like I don't know what they're trying to get out of it. Like so I guess to be charitable, maybe they just think that like a measure of your personal integrity is being just unbiased and honest at all times so like mm. you don't want people to think that you're just favoring your team because there's something that makes you know, a bad dishonest. person yeah yeah it makes you a bad person somehow <laughs> um because that's the charitable uh the charitable way but right um i i believe pretty pretty strongly that um like so my entire like social media presence is like <laughs> geared around basically fc cincinnati it's like an outlet for me like it's just yeah. i just want to be a fan of the team and i want to like enjoy being a fan of the team with other fans of the team and you know it it, it annoys me a little bit which is why like i'm basically mute all of them when like fans of other teams try to like tell me that like Miazga needs to be suspended or something or tries to like say they're like I don't care what you think. Yeah. Um and I'm certainly not going to take a position to you against my team or against like other people in my fan base or against like a player of mine winning an award. Right. Um you know, take that to like take that to the Discord. You know, right. or to your like group chat or stuff. Right. right. Chuckle chuckle behind closed doors that, you know, we, we stole that one for Roman. If, right. if that's what you think. Right. Those um, are the more painful ways to go about it as well. Like not trying to convince me that I'm wrong. I'm just going to become hardened in my stance <laughs> when you try to contradict me. But if I find out that I am a joke to others, that's at least more likely to be upsetting. Mm. You coming and saying, hey, I like when someone makes a full court shot at the buzzer. That's what's good. That's what good basketball is like. That's I don't care that you think a random long shot when the keeper wasn't expecting it is the best goal. You can do right. those all day and practice and not have a keeper there. It's the same thing when he's not there at all. But Lucha when had you had a longer shot than anybody, right? It was so long. <laughs> it just took. <laughs> but when you have to convince four defenders to leave you alone on your way to the goal, <laughs> when you trick this keeper into having no idea where you're going to be, it's a lot better than just, oh, this keeper was caught out and Cucho, Lucho even, yeah, Lucho did it recently. It just kicked it hard. People go nuts. And I'm just like, thank God he didn't miss because that is a free goal. That's a gimme. <laughs> right. Now, the Philly goal, I will say, 
it does look really nice. Everyone loves a nice knuckleball. Yeah. You know, right. everyone's fascinated by seeing the the slow rise, the perfectly struck kick. But, but it was lucky. Just because it yeah, it's absolutely just lucky. So <laughs> if you want Harris Madunian's Olympico to be the goal of the year, sounds like sounds like the Philly goal was also one for you. But if you want right. something that actually shows skill, that shows right. intent and ability, and we all know it was all intentional because of the many options Lucho had <laughs> to not take that shot. That he should have taken. Like, objectively, he should have laid it off to Baji or right. Bupenza in that moment. <laughs> oh, yeah. Objectively, for sure. Subjectively, as I was watching Hell that yeah. in the teak, I'm like, keep it, keep it, keep it. This is You're going to make it. We, you know. I don't need to tell you. You're going to make it. <laughs> and it's also it's also emblematic of just his skill generally. Like he does beat people on off the dribble all the time, right? Yes, he doesn't yes. beat five guys from midfield over the course of I don't know thirty five seconds. Or it felt it feels <laughs> right. like it goes on forever. Right. Um, yeah, Edelman tried to do a diving grab after he got juked out of the ball following right. Lucho right before Bupenza's beautiful goal against Red Bull, which right. if you're out there, I'm still waiting for the slow-mo footage on that. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, no, I, Grayson, you, you put it away. I was, I was trying to, to sort of like formalize in my mind, which is like Martinez doesn't score a lot of goals. Like that just proves how lucky and random this is. Like if he nails weird knuckleball shots all the time, then sure, his best one is like an incredible feat of skill. But like Lucho tries to do this every time he is on the ball. The one time it finally went from start to finish exactly how he drew it up in his mind, it was perfect. Well, it shows uh, you. Yeah. It shows you like how rare and special Lucho's goal was in that like the lucky knuckleball you know just kismet of ball and foot happening to meet at the exact right moment yeah happens way more often than Lucho's goal yeah so it's like it's like you're more likely to get to have like a you know the you have basically like a lightning strike off your foot than you are to 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 score a goal like Lucho did because it takes an incredible amount of skill yeah to pull it off and you can't get you can't just get lucky no into that goal I and people are saying like oh well the Charlotte defense is so bad it's like, do well, it then, every week yeah show do me the week. other goals like I I was on Reddit being super annoying I was like give me two highlights from this year that are comparable to Lucho's and somebody posted one highlight from three years ago and I was like that's kind of my point man like this doesn't happen all that time all that much and somebody was showing like um uh, I forget which one of the the St. Louis attackers. I think it was Klaus's goal where he pops it up to himself and scores. It's like that's neat. Barrio scored a better one in the playoffs like a week ago, man. Like these happen too. Um, yeah, I don't know. It was very well deserved. Uh, Roman, congratulations. <laughs> well, well done. That was that was a nice win for you there, bud. Yeah. If, <laughs> if we want to talk about uh, random 
luck. <laughs> uh, uh, <clears throat> my opinion on if I don't know if you want to introduce save of the year. Or if we oh. just want to jump into it. I mean, we can we can dive into it here if you'd like. Uh, yeah, Roman Celentano wins save of the year. Um, if you are like me, you heard that and thought, what save are they talking about? You'd like to think like the save of the year would stick out in your mind. I don't know. Maybe other people have a, a you know, this imprinted on their mind. I remember um, that save. I remember the save. I just, if you told me Roman won save of the year, I don't know if I would have said that was the save. Um it was not, not to concede too much of like not to humanize myself that much and give maybe Columbus fans or team that much credit. But I very much remember this because this was finally our we win a hell is real at home. Yeah. And it was, you know, in all of our years that we've been following and all the MLS years, we'll say. Yeah, that happens. That goal goes in and it seems as <laughs> though only by divine intervention did that not go in. The entire yes. universe had decided this was happening, but some gust of wind, something butterfly butterfly effect happened <laughs> millions of years ago that caused Roman's fingertips to get right. To, I don't even know if it hit his fingertips right to where it needed to be. And the most obscure yeah. wind-up toy arm flailing that I <laughs> could have imagined to get it out of there. And yeah. that felt like a, uh, a something flipped inside my, my sports heart there. The same way that when the Bengals won a playoff game, something flipped inside my sports heart. Mm. And that may just be, oh shit, we're not bad and allowed to be sad about things forever anymore. Now we have to lose and people can say, yeah, but you've already done this. We haven't. Yeah. But very much remember that, that save. And it, it absolutely for me was save of the year. Yeah, the impact it, that it, that it had, that it carried with it. Not, no other save beats that some random, I can't believe he touched it. Uh, saves were in there, you know, someone getting their fingertips after randomly just sticking it out. Sure, but no, I. Nothing beats Romans. Doesn't doesn't anything that would win save of the year, isn't that going to feel at least a little bit lucky? It has to, right? Right, because it yeah, a good goalkeeper of like a display of a hundred percent skill would have been in a better position wherever the ball went. Right, well, right. Anything that that looks like a save of the year is not going to be like replica it's not what makes you a really good goalkeeper right? or at least you hope not because yeah. like if you're doing if you're doing crap like that like through the course of like every game right things are going horribly wrong all the time and your team is getting just stopped yeah this was like uh i think it was beckenbauer's view on slide tackles he hated slide tackles the slide tackles like you never saw obi do it yeah, a desperate act of a desperate man. Like this is you should be better prepared in better position. You should never be doing that. Again, think of his back and bear. Um <clears throat> but yeah, no, you're Joe, you've made a better argument, I think, than anybody else has for this being save of the year. And you're absolutely right. Like that is the moment, especially in the season, where you go, Oh shit, we got something. Like this this team is good, but also Again, not not taking anyway from Roman, but but also lucky. Like the good teams are good, and then like the great teams have good luck. 
and that's that's what that looked like. To but me. also with Roman, like you put yourself in a position to be lucky. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, yeah right. Yeah. Like like if you if you're a if you're you know you got better arm strength, you're more athletic, you have better reaction times, you're keeping aware of of the games. You know, like you're putting yourself in a position where you're more like. So I, I think that goalies certainly deserve credit. Yeah. When they make this quote unquote lucky saves. Yeah. But I also think that just because like the point of the game is to score goals. So I think it's fair to have an expectation for goal of the year to be a unique display of skill. Save uh, of the year should be like, how the hell did that happen? Right. Save of the year should just be whatever the post shot expected goal was the highest. And then whichever save that was, that's the goal of the year. It's the same way that MVP is always whoever had the most goals and most assists. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No other (laughs) intricate argument matters. It's just, well, he had the most though. Just boil. I think in, in previous years, I would... I would tweet that the MVP is not the stat for the best. It's the, or is it's not the award for the best. It's the award for the most. Yes, because yes. that's how it has always been with MLS. <laughs> I think uh, Alexi Lawless has like a formula he uses, which is like, uh, it's always it always has to be a goal scorer, and he judges you based on the total number of games you score in. And then your goals go like he's got he's got it down to a formula and he keeps his own like MVP race for his own dumb formula for for how he measures it. So there you go. We'll if, do the same if thing. anybody but and, you know, Joe will know before before any of us. But if anybody but Lucha gets MVP, it's a joke. Yes, absolutely. Like the best player by a mile on the best team by a quarter mile. Uh like it's pretty pretty straightforward not a hard one don't don't not think yourselves there voters honestly it's a joke that. that people are talking about anybody but noonan for coach of the year yeah it's exactly where i was gonna go as well <laughs> people people it the arguments they're making for uh st louis city it's like you can't make those arguments while also stating that noonan doesn't meet those qualifications you know some of the Odd specific anecdotes of, well, it's their first year. Okay, well, then maybe it's not the coach. (laughs) Right. Because with Cincinnati, you can see where things turned around. And from last season, not a lot changed in terms of whose heads were out there on the pitch. So that was a very gradual change. But a lot of the people there were already employed, our NICAMP people, that Noonan... You have to admit, Noonan made them successful in MLS. And yeah, well, yeah. Sorry, I sorry, you're, yeah, you're good. You're good. I know. Uh, I just uh, I won't stop if I don't let you go. You're good. No, no. Uh, well, it's like if you look at who, you look at what we're expecting to see as the starting eleven in the next match. Mm-hmm. It's extremely close. To what the starting eleven to to what a starting eleven could have looked like last year, except Santi Arias is new, yeah, and we have Bupenza instead of Brenner. But like right. a lot of the lineups 
that won games over the course of this Supporter Shield campaign. In fact, uh, the majority of the lineups, Mascara as well. But the majority of the, a lot of the lineups this year that won games on the Supporter Shield campaign were 11s that were available to the team last year. And that was a team that finished you know, what, 20, right? 20, 21 points uh, worse. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, th- just to the, my favorite part of the St. Louis, like coach of the year argument is, Oh, well, they were the best expansion team ever. It's like, and well, no, no, they weren't. Oh, they had the most points for an expansion. No, they, well, no, they didn't win a didn't trophy. Uh, well, they, no, they didn't win a playoff game. It's like, well, technically, what? that's not, that's not supposed to sure count. But <laughs> you start running out of things that they achieved, other than they won the Western Conference, which is a wildly unbalanced schedule, unlike MLS years in the past, where you at least played everybody in the other conference once. Um, but the, the, the one of the yeah. biggest inconsistencies that I haven't seen anybody like reconcile is. Um, well, so, well, before I get to that, I just want to say, like, like Matt Doyle said something about, like, St. Louis having some injuries this year. Yeah, Everybody right. has injuries all the time. Like, FC Cincinnati probably had 20-something different starting 11s that they played. Yeah. They missed, they missed Miazga and Vasquez for a month. Missed Mascara for, like, four or five games in that same stretch. Didn't drop any points in the shield race. Brenner played two, maybe three games when he was here. Brenner had one goal, right, this year. <laughs> right, right. Um, but uh, the 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 other one that like is really you can't rec- you simply can't reconcile the two is the Berkey MVP argument, yeah, and the Carnell Coach of the Year argument. The Berkey <laughs> MVP argument is that he saved, he made his team by himself twenty goals better. Right. Carnell didn't coach him to be a really good shot stopper. <laughs> like, like the argument for Berkey is the team got their ass kicked time and right. time again, but they finished top of the West because he was so good at stopping goals. Oh, but also Tim Parker should be defender of the year because that defense was so good. Right. Yeah, that's another one. <laughs> no one has the individual accolades and proof that coach did it like we have it. There are so right, many exactly. others that are dealing with individual contributions without real evidence that coach did anything except have longer runway. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Acosta looked like Acosta was, you know, I think. MVP quality last year. Yeah. And people like he has made solely under Noonan a massive leap in not just like his production, but also how people think of him as a player. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like that we went from when he was signed here to the MLS intelligentsia questioning whether or not he was worth a DP spot. Sam Stashkel said he was not worth a DP spot. To those same people, I don't know if Stashkel said this exactly. He, he, we well, jumped off the face production of the earth. for Apple yeah. now. So he's the- uh, but presumably he is excited at the idea right now that Acosta might play for the U.S. men's national team in the future. Like that is a pretty dramatic turnaround that. Yes, tons of credit to Lucho. Like that is very well done, but also 
it takes a coaching staff to help get a player that was seen as a distressed asset to being an indispensable member of the best team in the league. And a team that was knocking on the door of the points record. Like, this was not like a pretty good Supporter Shield winning team. This was 69 points and, you know, pushing pushing records. than last year's Supporter Shield winner. Pretty good. Pretty And uh, pretty more good. points than Jim Curtin had last year when he won Coach of the Year. Well, maybe if Noonan does this for eight seasons or whatever Curtin's been doing, he can get a sort of lifetime achievement award after like a pretty good season. Yeah, if Noonan does like, yeah, if he does like eight, ten years of being pretty good consistently, (laughs) they'll plop, they'll pick one season at random and give him coach of the year. His, his departed, right? So, (laughs) um, I do, I, I just want to step back to something that Grayson said. Please. I am very much in agreement that Lucho was having an MVP caliber season. In fact, Lucho was having an MVP season and he was going to, as we've stated before, the MVP is the record is the award for the most, not necessarily the best, because that's how it always goes. And I think player vote being in there is a big piece of that. Um, But had he not been suspended because of Aaron fucking long Lucha <laughs> would have been back to back MVP and it's mm. such such a shame I don't know if it's Aaron Long's fault I don't particularly blame him for what he did that was pretty successful on his part to have done what he did but similar to Frankie good job you got out of here by doing that you had to debase yourself pretty hard to do that so yeah. I will not like you. I hope you're okay with that hair in long. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But I think, I think that's a huge, huge, that, that not happening would have also been the, the, what we need for a lot of voters uh, after Lucho's, I'm just going to put in a bunch of not happened, but I'm going to pretend it happened. Lucho's many successes in those three plus games where he was not able to be fully available. To make Noonan also coach of the year. I'm saying that mm. that I don't think that I don't think MLS would have allowed 2022 Sensi to get accolades and 2023. We've been the darling and I would hate us so much if I had to see Cincinnati's team's face on every single power rankings ever since LAFC started losing. <laughs> I, every time I see it, I'm like, we should just not have to see that anymore. Why do people have to see us? <laughs> and we might have ended up with a uh, uh, home playoff game. Oh, at the very least, would have hosted that New York Red Bulls game if you just get a couple of more points. That's what I mean, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, <clears throat> I'll tell you this much. If and when uh, FC Cincinnati does have an MVP on their hands, and if and when they do have a coach of the year on their hands, uh, I'll tell you who's going to be fucking snarky about it the fc cincinnati main twitter account joe i'm glad we have you here because you are i you've been known to be the meme police in a in a previous life on uh klr i i can't be alone in noticing that uh sometime around what was that friday uh fc cincinnati's twitter account 
apparently, allegedly, went to Twitter jail and came out a sarcastic asshole uh, to everybody else. So this is a a radical new look for the club as it uh, expresses itself online. I'm not super active in any other social media platforms. I don't know if we're posting like sarcastic Instagram photos as well. If on threads we're just popping up in random comment threads. I, I don't I don't know how that's going on. But um Joe, I'll, let me ask you this. Thumbs up, thumbs down. How do you how are you liking the new admin over there at at FC Cincinnati? Well, let me unsurprisingly get a little more nuanced about this. Uh, in the past, like. we've had very, <laughs> very odd interaction in terms of like, why is no one saying anything? Or yeah. why are these the things we're saying? Or maybe typos that are weirdly getting posted without getting checked. Um, and then you move forward a few years and we have the uh, the infamous Welcome Yapstam image. Beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> I don't think anyone can be really upset at that at this point. That was a huge piece of our history now. But <laughs> it felt like we were in a nice groove over the last year and a half, and it felt like it met well with our success. We were getting a lot of uh, maybe not as many in-depth individual interactions, but we were being kept up to date with things. We had nice-looking yeah. uh, video production, photography, uh, whoever was in charge of the graphic design, they were at least putting a lot of effort into it. And you could see that they had someone who was in charge of that. And there is a marked difference from the Twitter jail moment to now. <laughs> that I'm not, I don't know. I, you know, I've got some friends that are nice to me in the club. I don't know who's in charge, who has the keys. I don't know if some weird turnover thing happened in the club there and someone's just like, I can take it for now. <laughs> it's odd how easy it is to get them to reply to you. Not me particularly, but as I as yeah. I observe, just quickly jumping in to respond to someone else. That's fine. Teams like FC Dallas have always have already done the weird Twitter thing. Uh, we may yeah. be a bit behind on sort of we're doing that, too. Uh, but there's one tweet in particular that Please. kind of bothered me. And this was let's see, it says it was yesterday. So 11, 11 at 926 p.m. Uh, RSL is posting their match day image that I will admit looks like it could have come out of an AI art generator sure but i'm going to just assume that someone employed made an effort to create this piece of artwork and we replied amazing what bing's ai image creator can do and it it i was taken <laughs> aback because i'm just going to try to state how i feel in one sentence here why are we roasting real salt lake <laughs> Just saying they have a match that they are about to play when we don't have a game for two more weeks. <laughs> it wasn't even like uh, they won, you know, like you want to take the piss out of them winning. It was just like the, their tweet literally says fighting to end round one with an H-Town takedown. And it's a big lion at, I assume, their stadium or whatever. Like... It's so innocuous. Why are we? 
Why is the club's main Twitter account going after this? It's such, <laughs> such, so out of character for if we assume that that account is an, an, not an individual, but the account itself stands as a single entity. Yeah. That account changed drastically. That is so out of character for that account to say that. Like, it's to the point where, like, it feels like somebody forgot to switch out of their, like, fan account. Like, yeah. I wouldn't yeah. be shocked if we now have Houston's, uh, Houston's social, Houston's Twitterer, and oh, FC Cincinnati's oh, Twitterer as the same person, but deleting it would be way too obvious at this point. Whoa! Oh. I never even thought of that. Yeah, it could be outsourced to some. Yeah. We're outsourcing things. Uh, oh. I'd hate to see what else may go that path as well. That it just all—it feels weird. <laughs> It's not at the feels gross point yet. Right. Because like I said, I don't know who's doing it, what the situation really is. Maybe it's, yeah, we had to fill in and they want me to tweet. I don't know what you want from me. That's fine. I, right. I'm not at all trying to take anyone down for their job, but just commenting on what I'm witnessing. Yeah, I think people, Damn. I mean, do your job however you, however you want to do your job. It's not really, not really my business, but I will say how I, that when, um, when uh, 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 when brands try to get like weird, I'm not generally a big fan. Yeah, of it. Like let let like let let us do it. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but but also like. It's it's it is it, it feels off brand for for FC Cincinnati like FC Cincinnati is like pretty corny yeah you know and it's like kind of family all shucks, friendly all shucks yeah. Cincinnati family friendly um as an organization and that that feels to me like how it it should be and it should just kind of stay that way. Right. In my view. Um, if and, FC and the, Cincinnati taking the random pot shot at RSL. I don't, know. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't have it's... feelings for that. I, it doesn't get me <laughs> no. anywhere. It, it makes me feel bad is what it does. I do have feelings right. for it. It makes me feel bad. <laughs> right. uh, if, and like, if, if FCC yeah. Twitter wants to go out and say something like, oh, I don't know, quote tweet someone saying you have to win if you want to be treated like a king or something and say, we already won MLS and get a lot of people to quote tweet you and respond. I will give them <laughs> that. They can have that tweet. That's a good, weird tweet because right. people who are self-aware will realize you're doing it to piss people off. But also it's valid to mean that you just left words out of your sentence to piss people off. Right. That, there's some, yeah. Yeah. there's some, you know, I wanted engagement and I got it there. Uh, but people that lack self-awareness will quote tweet it and be like images that preceded unfortunate events. If we were to, I don't know, do something different in this postseason four games, game but... playoff. Yeah. I hate those. I hate that. The MLS images that preceded. I mean, it was nice cold takes. It was yeah. fun to see Chief get owned. <laughs> but is the thesis 
that people should just not. And also, Chief's take ended up not being that cold. Um, <laughs> right. But that's or whatever. Um, but it's like, is the is the thing that like people just shouldn't comment about stuff before it happens. Yeah, no predictions, no feeling confident, let alone cocky. Like, that's off the table now. Sports should be all about groveling at your opponent and saying how unworthy you are of the victory that you hope to one day aspire to. Cool. Yeah, Love and, this. <laughs> and we, on the predictions point, I want to state how embarrassing is it? You know, FC Cincinnati, when we were terrible... We just told people they're being like, they hate us. Right. Um, every once in a while, it would be they predicted this wrong. But anyone who takes that and actually runs with it, like, yeah, we showed you. They don't, they're not picking that you're bad because they don't like you or they right. think you can't do anything. They are making a guess for an article that somewhere they're paid, employed, to be thinking and talking about a thing. They are in a way gambling on something and trying to write the odds, but (laughs) just for an article and And people that get so bent up out of shape and, you know, hang it up in their locker rooms. Um, at Tom Bogert, if you can find the real one on Twitter (laughs) to tell him (laughs) that, uh, he predicted it incorrectly. That's just embarrassing for you. Right. Right. Especially when it's the teams doing that. And like, especially going after the official MLS predictors where they have to make those predictions back in February before like, you know, these teams will go out and sign nine new players before the end of the season, fire a manager at some point there. Like what they are predicting in February isn't even remotely what is happening in August. And yeah, I just, I I will say there's a tiny, tiny part of me that is waiting for the day when FCC is really fucking bad one season after being expected to do really well. And I really want to do a parody of the Austin video where they laminated the predictions and like their coach like went through each one of them, like making fun of them for being so wrong. But I want to do it in the opposite of like Tom Bogart said we finished third. Well, we finished ninth, you moron. Like that to me is... How dare really you funny. give me that hope? <laughs> um, there was a. I, I was. It's, it's so funny too because it's like you see when when you see actual teams do it, right? <laughs> the, like Andrew Weeby, Matt Doyle, David Goss, they're employees of Major League Soccer. <laughs> yeah. Their bosses that? make them. They're doing this because their boss is making them do this, right. and then their boss is having like one of their other. One of the, another entity that's owned by their boss <laughs> is roasting them six months later. It'd be like if your your franchise of your McDonald's was like the butt of a joke on a national TV hat. Be like, hey man, what the fuck? You told us to do this. They, they made they made like the managers of various McDonald's throughout the country like guess which one was gonna sell the most fries over the course of the year, and then they listed the names of the. They put like a national and McDonald's ad. They list the names of the managers who did the worst. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, well, there's a free ad for McDonald's. So 
Have fun with that one. <laughs> it's like the entirety of following MLS sometimes feel like feels like uh, the Ouroboros of just <laughs> liking a thing, the snake eating itself right. as we we try to roast another team social media manager. But what if that's secretly our social media <laughs> saying the same thing to itself? God. We don't know. Joe, I love the idea that, yeah, it, they were accidentally signed into the FCC account because they were supposed to be in the Houston account, but <laughs> they also were the one that posted the RSL post. It's just <laughs> the same guy with three three accounts talking to himself. Um, you can do <laughs> like, like a... <laughs> it's chief. It's chief having a conversation with nine public personas. Yeah, it, you could. It's it's you could do like the you could do like a, a Norman Osborn from the first Spider Man, like talking to himself in the mirror. <laughs> it's like one is RSL and one is FC Cincinnati. <laughs> do they change like their sweatshirt to like get in the mood for being an RSL social media manager? I also really really love the idea of getting a menu when you outsource your social media of like mm, okay so we'll pick snarky but not first amendment comedian snarky and okay we'll do we're, we're wholesome with religious and uh military values that's good we'll ask you to go light on the lgbt stuff we're not against it just go a little lighter on it. like just go yeah. through the menu of what you want for fcc let's see you can hide replies you <laughs> cannot reply to people who ask for you to reply to them uh be careful who you quote tweet because they may be Dave Flexner they may be uh, Dave Flexner <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Ukrainian flags, okay. Right. Uh, call us about any others. <laughs> and then the last one is just a checkbox of condemn Hamas. Right, right. Just make sure that that's that that's checked there. It's like you can cut that out, Kevin. No, nope, yeah. it's staying in. <laughs> oh God, yeah, God. I Joe, I'm so glad you brought that up. That just. It just made it all make sense for me. So, well, now I feel bad because if it is someone local that has had to take the reins, I've spent however long making <laughs> these wild roast jokes, and maybe I'm the one who is now, uh, how do I say it, uh, metaphorically tweeting at RSL out of nowhere when they did nothing <laughs> to me. We'll, we'll, um, we'll find out. If we're right or wrong, when uh, FC Cincinnati replies to our episode <laughs> post tomorrow with just the word ratio. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Getting ratioed by the club would be a great way to uh, shut the post down. <laughs> I mean, yeah. just, I, think it, I, would, I would love to get ratioed by the club. Chief, <laughs> listen, I hate to tell you. Something happened while you were gone. <laughs> we picked a fight with with the brand that we're a fan of, and we lost. <laughs> hey, you remember when we brought FCC people on? Yeah. They said no more of that. <laughs> right. Uh, man, if we did outsource our social media, though, I, I want to get the person who is our social media manager now. Outsource <sighs> our podcast. Yeah, come on. We they should can tweet outsource for the us. podcast. 
That's a great idea. I want to look into that. I mean, we do have AI voices for everybody at this point. I feel like oh, yeah. we could just get ChatGPT to write a script, get the voices oh, yeah, to Chat record GPT it. ChatGPT could write it. You're right. And we're good. Yeah, I could piss anyone off with Chief's voice. Absolutely. <laughs> You'd have to pick the right things. <laughs> Mm, let's workshop he's so, that. He's so What's the good one at saying the things to piss people off. I think I just, people might listen to this just to see what they can get mad at because he is feeding it. I just remembered the other day that I have like an AI voice rip of uh, Matt Miazga that's actually pretty decent. And so we, and I was like, I was like, I was like mulling over my head, like. Would it completely end the podcast if we had him, had the AI voice generated Matt Miazga talk about the ref incident? <laughs> you could script out uh, uh, stadium audio caught this recording Ooh. of the conversation. Since we're not going to see whatever security footage of until it's re released, I'm going to say the door was wide open and Miazga came by and said, why you give me two yellow cards? I'm just a little boy. <laughs> yeah. Because that's likely what happened, unless someone can prove otherwise. We have to assume that that is exactly what happened. I just play <laughs> He walked by and he's like, he's like, can you believe that the Pioneer woman owns that land from Killers of the Flower Moon? <laughs> <laughs> it's, but but in, in Mame style, he's holding a, uh, a cut slice oranges and a Capri Sun. So he's just, he's living in both worlds. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I, I, really, I, I truly do think that the door was open and yeah. he, he put his head in. He put like, his head in and he yelled and they moved him along. And the referee really thought that a member of FCC comms was stadium security and got really excited sent a, a text message to whoever owns the twitter account and they ran with a, a thing as soon as it's, they heard something was when happening I, when i put myself in the head of whatever pissy <laughs> official uh runs that account trying to like make some situation sound as bad as it could possibly be <laughs> that's like exactly what i would write if all that happened is what we are guessing had happened. Yeah. I would like to wildly guess at what happened. I've got this in my mind. Please. Uh, I'm going to posit that it was uh, a meeting in the hallway where Miazga just had an opportune chance to, hey, what the heck is this all about? And the dude's heading into the room and maybe Miazga doesn't let the door shut. I don't see him. I don't want to use words like barging because that's going to charge a little bit of what I'm saying here. I don't see him just following him into the room. I definitely don't see the door shutting behind him as he goes in. It's just such a I want to see it thing. Even if yep. let's just yeah. say they come out and say he's done for the year. If you guys somehow make it all the way to the final, he's done for the year. Even if they were to say he's done for the first two games next year, some something absurd. There has to be actual footage of what happened at that point. Or maybe admission footage. of something worse yeah. that wasn't admitted originally. If like, it's anything but a fine, you got to release the footage. Yes. Yeah. Even if it's one extra game, if there's one extra game, then it. Uh, my, what I hate so much about this, 
what we all hate so much about this is the way that the tweet has now uh, colored people's opinions on it, has changed the way that people are mentally framing what occurred. And it's easy for me to say because I don't want it to have happened. So I'm already giving it some sort of benefit of a doubt of it probably wasn't as bad. But at the same time, I think anyone who takes an objective look will say this tweet seems like it's weird to have happened. And it seems like they are cutting corners on what actually occurred by saying we don't think anyone should ever be in danger. Fair enough. All right. Fair enough. No, but it's you're exactly right in that like it is so perfectly written like a political attack ad where it's like and and so and so hates children and hates veterans because they didn't yes. vote for this thing. It's yes. like wow, okay, god. Matt like, Miazga leaned into our room. We don't think anyone should ever be in danger. Hmm. Yes, Matt Miaska is dangerous. (laughs) Right. It's like the most, it's like the most, it's like, it is like the clumsiest, like, it's not even like a Mott and Bailey, but it's like the most, it's like the clumsiest, like, juxtaposition you could, you could have come up with. Um, And, and I, you know, we got a little bit of, um, I think, I think that we, I think we can, we can say this. I'm not going to use the person's name in case, like, we uh, are supposed to have. We're supposed to use it, but um, I'll stop tweeting about him. <laughs> we got we got a little bit of um, of color from yeah. somebody who was at the game. Yeah, 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 yeah. This was um, good. And so somebody who was at the game and and stuck around um, said that you know. Uh, Matt stayed on the field after the PKs because this is actually something that we can't, we talked about on the podcast was like after the game. What does after the game mean? Right. Yeah. Does it mean he's he's storming off the field right at right after the game is over? You know. And that seems yeah. to not be the case. Um, they said Matt stayed on the field after the PKs for at least 20, at least 20 minutes talking to fans, friends and family, signing autographs. Um, you know, he signed, uh, this person's scarf and this person said that he seemed, you know, to be in good spirits, very calm. Um, he looked to be the last player on the field. So we're talking pretty far after the game was over and him having a pretty good, um, pretty good uh uh period of time to to cool off and appears to really have cooled off so like yeah another plausible scenario is as as joe posited running into the refs in the hallway maybe on the way to the team locker room and starting to have a conversation and continuing that conversation as they're both talking to each other into the ref locker room yeah you know? yeah and maybe the and if if the refs were talking to him as they were walking into the locker room, it would not have seemed weird for him to have also been there because he's walking and talking and just following them in. Right. Right. Uh, so unless they stopped at the door and said, do not come in here, you're making me feel unsafe <laughs> in my personage. Right. Uh, you know, <laughs> so but. um, But yeah, and the other thing is, I still think it's like extremely inappropriate for the refs union to put this tweet out in the first place. I mean, you have like you have a union 
de- making demands about what punishment another union member should be getting <laughs> under that union member's CBA. And um, you have refs taking efforts to affect games that they're not assigned to that aren't aren't you know publicly that aren't that are not even happening yet and you know like i heard i saw somebody on twitter say that the mlspa puts out statements quote unquote like this all the time um i gotta disagree with that i mean without knowing what somebody means by like this um I would I would take it to mean the way the only comparable state. So the MLSPA does put out, which is the Players Association, does put out statements for sure. Right. They say yep. general statements like uh, we stand with the black players for change. Yep. Right. Or they'll say, you know, we. We we look forward to in the CBA negotiations, addressing issues related to player safety. Sure. Right? They put out like very general, broad statements i don't think i've ever seen them put out anything i would label as controversial um and the only comparable statement that i would accept as you know somehow justifying what the psra did would be the mlspa coming out and attacking a specific official and making demands you know criticizing them making demands about you know them being assigned to future games or accusing them of bias or accusing them of being negligent and not protecting player safety or something like that, which yeah. I honestly think that they would have every right to do uh, sometimes because right. I do think that refs put players at risk routinely. It's wild that um, you say that out loud and it hasn't happened. <laughs> and I, maybe I'm wrong. I didn't scroll through their whole Twitter, but I did. I just, I searched a number of keywords across the MLSPA's timeline. I did not find a single tweet where they even talk about refs or officials or officiating or referees. Wow. Um, or anything along those lines. So, so for me, I'm still at the standpoint that the uh, Professional Soccer, Ref- Soccer Referees Association was extremely out of line by pushing this tweet publicly like they did. And I'm still of the opinion that it was motivated by efforts to get Miazga's yellow card overturned. Yeah. Which we should say at this point, at this time of recording, which is Sunday night now, uh, we got the update from the league, basically from the disciplinary committee, that Miazga's uh, yellow cards will all stay in place. That means he is suspended for the Philadelphia well, match. That was they listed him as suspended. Okay, that the fair. league did not address whether any there attempts. was an appeal okay, or okay. any formal decision about it. They just listed him among the players. I see who okay. are suspended for their next uh, game. Right. So the yellow card accumulation is still in effect as of time of recording, which I do think changing. Yeah. Yeah. It's the window. The window to change that is 
probably gone. It would take a pretty extreme act at this point in league's history, or at least an unprecedented act to start changing it now. Uh, I do think it's important to try to keep the two incidents separate. Like it all sort of happened all at the same time, but the incident with the referees allegedly after the, the stadium or after the game in the stadium, in the locker room, that is a separate issue than the yellow card accumulation. That is something that the league is, as far as we can tell, still investigating should a punishment come from that. Presumably we'll have that before the the Philadelphia match. Uh, There's two weeks to figure that out. Um, But we don't have the results of that either way. Then at the same time, we were under the impression that FCC would appeal his third yellow card, the second in that match, the one where he was throwing up the heart hands to the supporters groups uh, of New York Red Bull, getting him suspended via accumulation for this Philadelphia match. Um, That is where we are right now. Now, we also heard from Laurel that the team did not appeal this yellow card. However, Given everything going on here, I can't imagine FCC was just cool, fine, with one, that yellow card standing, and then two, the subsequent suspension of Matt Miazga and not putting up any sort of a fight. I believe the teams have to put up a $25,000 bond if they go to appeal things. I'm no mathematician, but I think 25K is the worthy gamble to get Miazga and presumably have a better chance to win the Philadelphia match and therefore host the next game. I bet you make up for that with your ticket sales pretty quickly. So it doesn't feel like it would be a bond issue whatsoever to maintain this. Um, I Yeah, what do you think? So I so we saw we saw so Laurel reported the team did not appeal. And I believe you know, she reported it so I believe that to be the case. But appeal this is another tough thing where you're talking about like what specific language is used and what context maybe right. out there that hasn't been included and it's like you know, like there's a lot of instances you could think of where it's like, okay, well, like you could say like OJ was never convicted of murder, which is true, but a civil jury did find him responsible. Right. You know, so like there's like other context that you can add in to like change the specific word and color. How do you understand that? And so like my understanding is like a, a, appeal is a specific term that refers to a specific action that the team, like a formal action the team takes, which includes, as Kevin said, postings like a bond uh, relating to the appeal. Yeah. Um, The team did not appeal, would not, however, encompass a whole variety of other scenarios where they, where they attempted through other ways or somebody attempted to get the card overturned, or they had conversations behind closed doors about whether the card should be overturned. And, you know, they were told no dice. So they weren't happy about it, but we're like, well, this is, um, 
we just need to move on then. Right. You know? So like there's a number of other things that could have happened that based on what I've seen and heard from from a lot of folks uh seem to believe that that did happen uh, right. that there w- that there were at least conversations had <laughs> about overturning the yellow um, yeah uh, Noonan even mentioned it in the post game discussion that you can appeal those things so right. it's yeah it's it front something, of mind. something yeah. strange to indicate the team itself had not appealed that so if there's a if there's a form somewhere that's like official yellow card appeal Right. And the distinction is that they didn't, you know, print out that form, fill it out, right, and then right. fax it over to MOS offices or whatever. Right. Like, yeah, okay, they didn't appeal. <laughs> um, but I, I think that they made, I think that attempts, I think attempts were made. Yeah, and we may it, never really find we never we may never find out like what <laughs> what exactly happened in the in the week <laughs> since that. Right since that game um but yeah i mean the net of it is he's gonna miss the neck he's gonna miss the philadelphia game yeah it's kind of like when there's like an internal job posting at your work you go over to that hiring manager like hey thinking about that job and they're like oh yeah we've got somebody in mind for that like i wouldn't bother applying like did you apply for that job no did you try to get that job? I sort of had the conversations and realized that door was shut before he even tried to open it. Eh, it kind of feels like what happened here with this with this yellow card. That there were a couple conversations. Eh, you're probably not going to get very far. Don't don't waste your time here. And you yeah, remember, sometimes. like uh, with MLS, with being single entity, it's not <laughs> dissimilar to what Kevin described. And also, um, it also like you know. Given that pros offices are in <laughs> MLS's offices, and we know one of the three members of the uh, panel that would hear the appeal is a representative from Pro, it's not it's not crazy to think that some that there was a walk down the hall right. conversation that happened related to this. Yeah. Hey, what are the chances of us getting this flipped over? And Pro just like shows the screenshot of the tweet, like. Nah, man, like our people will fucking flip if we try to do this. <laughs> uh, so if I remember from the last episode, the Canadians also had a seat. So I feel very comfortable blaming Canada for this one. So they were also the holdouts siding with pro. Um, which was it Canada that Matt Miazga might have gotten in a fist fight with at TQL Stadium? I'm just connecting some dots here. All right. There was a fist fight I at TQL Stadium in the Gold Cup. Yeah. I think it I think it was versus Canada. Oh, it was yeah. It was I'm versus Canada. Yeah. Just connecting some dots. All right. And honestly, US soccer, the other third of the panel, they don't not like crazy him. about me asking either. <laughs> I might have been 0 for 3 <laughs> looking around. Um, I always think about like there's a lot of people have made careers out of just like being kind of pleasant to work with. Right. You know, it's like, is this person a superstar at their job? No, but like, do they show up on time? Are they nice to talk to around the office? Do they avoid doing any weird things? You know, am I pretty sure this person's not going to walk us into a lawsuit? (laughs) Uh, 
And like, yeah, you can get pretty far just like kind of being somebody who people just, you know, like being around and don't mind seeing around the place. Miyazaki is like kind of the opposite of that. (laughs) (laughs) He is like a superstar, right? but it does seem to be he does have a way of alienating people. Yeah, I've always been told in in your professional life, you can be very pleasant to work with, show up on time, be really good at your job. And if you can just do one of those things, you are very unlikely to ever lose your job, at least by your own fault. If you can do two of those things, you'll do just fine in your career. You'll get plenty of promotions and you'll you'll have a, a wonderful life. And three, don't even try. Not worth your time or effort. So yeah, be pleasant, show up on time like just reliability and being very good you know competent plus and yeah Miyazaki is like very competent I'll say shows up on time maybe maybe a corner of this this power triangle here that Bupenza could work on and uh yeah no he's just not sometimes squeeze sometimes you know squeezes water bottles at Nashville fans (laughs) man what an all-time photo Oh, God. Um, Oh, that was great because the tweets were like, this happened. And we're like, shut up. You guys make everything up. And the photo comes out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Matt Miazga scorted me with water from the tunnel. You're like, what the fuck are you talking about? I still think it's embarrassing that guy tried to like at him on Twitter and challenge him to a fight. He did tweet at him and said, post up. Post (laughs) up. That's right. Is it pull up or post up? Oh, it might have been pull up. Mm. That's... Man, Nashville. Thank God we don't have to play them in the playoffs, huh? Yep, they're gone. <laughs> uh, gosh, that's a pretty good update for FCC News. Are we missing anything? It was oh, pull very... up, by the way. It was pull up. Well done. Matt Miazga, pull up. <laughs> I'll just say pussy, but I almost jokingly said P word. Uh, uh, throwing your water on kids at the tunnel and then play the victim when someone gets a little on you, which I don't know. I would like to see that part of the pho- photography there. Uh, then trying to fight people in the stands. I'm sure your parents are so proud. So he so he's already gone to uh, you're a crybaby and uh, bringing in how his parents tried to raise him. And the next thing is pull up anytime, bud. Anytime, pathetic piece of shit. <laughs> Throwing your water on kids is certainly a phrase. What a weird way to phrase that. <laughs> That's another thing where it's like, yeah, and we we even have a picture where he looks like a massive shithead. <laughs> but, but like, yeah, like, uh, is it like on kids, like, like in the Hassan Minhaj on kids kind of way or... Uh, was like in the vicinity of children, right? Right. <laughs> were were they the targets? Because there of... were kids in the stadium, right, right? They were, they were, there were kids outside, and you know, if the water had continued going, um, <clears throat> yeah. Well, uh, the only other piece of FCC news that we got uh, today, probably the worst kept secret around the club, uh, the Philadelphia match is the twenty fifth. That is the Saturday date at eight. PM. So it's kind of the time we thought we had for a while there. And for some reason, they just would not announce it, uh, even though I think SeatGeek started posting the tickets there. ESPN and Apple started posting the time. Uh, it took a couple of days and FCC finally got a hair on to uh, 
publishing it. So there we go. That's uh, it's a pretty good little Sunday update for us for FC Cincinnati. Uh, we've got international breaks coming up, so hopefully nobody gets hurt and everybody Ooh, shows up uh, on time. Oh, we do have an update on that. Oh, please. Uh, Santi Arias was included in oh, Colombia's yeah, team right. along with Yerson Mascara. And then I think the next day, um, it Maybe was announced. hours that, later, yeah. Yeah, it was pretty quick. Because uh, so, so, I think the, the Columbia, it took, it took a while for the Columbia announcement to like reach anybody because they didn't post a, a graphic of who was, who was called up. They posted was, a video. Yeah, it was cute. Like everybody was like, they, you know, were opening up ultimate team packs or whatever, but yeah. Just post the graph. So you have to like watch the whole video to see who got <laughs> called up. And, you know, I'm not doing that. Um, but uh, it was announced pretty quickly that Arius actually would not, in fact, be um, uh, uh, joining the Colombian national team because of his. Uh, I think it said, it said due to injury. I mean, I assume that it's basically like he can play. Yeah. But they're still trying to be careful with him. Yeah. Um, he was replaced. I think this is funny just because um, you could make a probably a pretty funny joke tweet about this is he was replaced by Yeri Mina, who plays for Fiorentina. So it's like if you if you can't get a FC Cincinnati player, <laughs> uh, Fiorentina is like a decent, a decent backup option. Sol solid backup option was a fantastic player in the Premier League for Everton for a while. Yeah, you know, just <laughs> I, that is good to know, like the pecking order of like where Arias is in like world football, according to Colombia, who's like trying to call in the best teams available to qualify yeah. for the World Cup, which is Ahead by no means Premier League defenders. And so we get right. like, and as soon as so the transfer market was updating their numbers, like, oh God, Arias is above him. Okay, let me get that all organized. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta raise a dollar amount. Right. Oh man. Well, you know what happens is is Yuri Mina just gets downgraded. Like they're not gonna promote yeah. the MLS player. But that also Your does mean squad that, value uh, drops. That also does mean that uh, uh, Mascara was ahead of Mina. Yeah, which is why because isn't Mina a center back? I don't yeah, know. I, yeah, I, I'm I'm pretty sure he's a center back. Yeah, center back, right back. Combo package, yeah. Um, <clears throat> Cheezel, man. Uh, so yeah, so it did say, I think Columbia phrased it, and this is like through, I'm sure like Google Translate, so I don't want to pour over this too much. Uh, but the way it was being reported was FCC was holding him back and not releasing him. But given how, <laughs> I'll say like cavalier FCC has always been with releasing valuable pieces for national team duty, even when it was like, not a requirement, like when we lost uh, Kimi Ardonias for the U23 tournaments and whatnot, um, when he was still getting regular minutes for our club. We were desperate at striker at that point. Um, I don't think there's anything to suggest that this is like a problem that FCC went against Arias's wishes to hold him back. Like, I think if nothing else, the team would have liked to have these players stay match fit through this break. So, um, yeah, I don't know. That was just something, something that's kind of like rubbed me the wrong way with the way they phrased that, uh, or at least where I read that phrasing and 
thinking about it and going, now FCC's got these guys. I think I saw somewhere. I apologize if this was information that was told to me and I wasn't supposed to share it. But I think I saw this somewhere. I think I saw this somewhere publicly that like. Um, FC was already on, on the understanding that Arius would not be included because of his uh, because of his health. Mm. Um, but uh, 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 but they included him anyway. Oh, it's like uh, this is our first choice eleven. All right, now we know Arius isn't actually available, so Mina gets the promotion. But like, maybe their their federation is trying to signal yeah, well, to like maybe they were the trying fans to, and maybe they're yeah. trying to force it. I don't know. Weird. All right. Well, hold on. Maybe, I, maybe I, I do there. feel like I need to tell you that uh, Mina, since moving to Syria for uh, to Fiorentina, has two minutes played, and they are not both in the same match. <laughs> that's alright that's great <laughs> two one minute appearances this guy Man. played against Juventus I uh I bet he's making a lot of money to do that that's incredible <laughs> <laughs> he's two for Man. two on passes though <laughs> now did both passes come in one game or are these two different passes that would be pretty <laughs> <laughs> he comes in, he plays for one a minute, he gets one pass, he nails it, and he's out of there. Nailed it. <laughs> Man, so good. Well, there you go. Yeah, that the Columbia is... statement doesn't... Um, no? Did I just make all that up? <laughs> so, I think, I think that... Um, I think that there, there was reporting that FC declined the call up, but I'm looking at the statement in Spanish, and it mm. just says that he's not gonna that he's not gonna be able to comply with the call. Up. Okay. okay, like it doesn't it doesn't really give a reason other than alluding. It says you know wishes him a a, a fast recuperation. Um, so it like alludes to health, but it doesn't say like. His club, uh, gotcha. Blocked it. Yeah, I know. His passes were both in separate matches, by the way. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I know. Teams can't withhold players from FIFA windows. That's what makes them uniquely FIFA windows and all that jazz. You can for like permitted reasons, and health is one of the reasons. Right, but it has to be like real. And yeah, you really risk pissing off, I don't know, Santi Arias if right. he says, I'm good to go. And if we did have a game this weekend, FCC would absolutely start him. And then they turn around and say, no, you can't actually go to Columbia. But I'm not going to assume that. Uh, I'm not going to assume that, like, there's, I mean, there's no reason to, to believe that there's, like, any behind closed door strife over this. No, 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 no. You know, so like I I trust the team to manage uh the relationships with the players. And I mean like, you know, if you like really wanted to go and it was gonna be a problem, then you probably just roll the dice. Or he would just pull up Bupenza. 
<laughs> right. And just peace. And then just like, go anyway. <laughs> and then the team like says after a picture of him training with his national team surfaces on Instagram. Oh, oh also, um, Pupens is going to play for Gabon. <laughs> oh god you know who i don't trust with mending that relationship though the fcc social media manager because they are very sarcastic very snarky and i don't know i don't know it's if a good fly. thing that they were not that whoever they outsourced it to was not managing the account um when bupenza's pictures appeared on fuck on instagram because you might you might have just seen like a screenshot of the instagram post being like like uh Oh, Bupenza is also with this national thing. <laughs> the reply to the tweet just being like, oh, there he is. <laughs> it's just like, it's a team photo at lunch at the training center. And there's an empty seat. Like, Where is Bupenza? And then the next is the, the Instagram photo. There he is. <laughs> Oh my god. Well, gentlemen, I think that is a postcast. We have successfully updated the fine folks about FC Cincinnati. Um, you know, we don't have a chief here, so Joe, if you would like us or bleh, if you would like to do the honors here, you can end the postcast. Met I'm just kidding. Fuck Columbus. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Cincy Postcast, which is a production of The Post Cincy. You can check us out online at thepostcincy.com, where you will find our written content, links to social media, as well as a link to join our Discord server. You can also find a link to this server in the episode description, but that server is where we have a ton of really good conversations going on about the show, about FCC, about anything and everything else as you can imagine it's a really really fun space to be and uh some great conversations and some great people happening over there also want to say thank you to jim trace and the makers an amazing local cincinnati band that lent all of the music that you heard in this episode as well as all of our other episodes really good guys you can check them out again link in the description of this episode find out where they are playing next also want to say again, thank you to Cincy Shirts for sponsoring the postcast. Again, that promo code is the post Cincy, all one word, all caps for 10% off your entire order with them. And finally, I guess I got to do it. Please rate us, review us on your podcast platform of choice, or better yet, if you know an FC Cincinnati fan, recommend the postcast to them. Let them know that you think it's fun, that you might learn one thing every once in a while, and that they might enjoy it as well. I think it'd be really fun if more and more people would listen to this. And if you made it this far, I'm guessing you like this show too. So please, uh, word of mouth would be great. Or if you can give us a review online, that would be lovely as well. But again, thank you so, so much for listening. It blows me away that anybody bothers with this. So huge, huge thank you for making it this far. And um, yeah, tune in next time.